This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. And welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. With me, as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Eric Branson and Ryan Steiskel. How's it going, guys? Oh, it's going pretty good. Can't complain too much. At least I, I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm tired and my eyes have been itchy the past week, so it's just one of those, like, you got a combination of, like, narcolepsy. No, not... Yeah. Insomnia. That's what I want to say. I wish I had narcolepsy. That would be great. Yeah insomnia and allergies so it's just like a one-two punch and then my birthday's this weekend it's like oh you're turning 33 yeah slowly suck my water (laughs) it's whatever yeah it you know i realize being the youngest out of three older gentlemen like how much they like envy me yeah, it was like, oh, like oh, you're oh, yeah. 33. I, I remember 33 thinking <laughs> only one well, of your kidneys hurt. At least I'm not 40. <laughs> you know, that kind of became 30. It wasn't until like my later 30s I started going, oh shit, I'm almost out of the 30s. Yeah. So yeah, see how I feel about it here. I should say I yeah. have no problem with the age. It's my mileage. Yeah. It's it's more so like oh, I don't feel like I've nearly gone as far as I intended to. <laughs> we randomly inherited a coffee cup like over a decade ago that says happy 39th birthday on it and it was just like a funny weird coffee cup to have and <laughs> I now got one like too i feel like, like the, as as it's gotten closer cuz it's coming up on 39 this year I feel like that coffee cup is like mocking me all the time. Like it's just like, God damn it. I'm waiting <laughs> like, for the omen of like on your birthday you use it and it drops and breaks. Yeah, and I'm kind of waiting for that Twilight stuff like that too, episode. but like yeah. Yeah. I, I played a long and game. He's never seen again. I played a long game one time um, for my mom's birthday. This was just a few years ago. Um, I sent her a birthday card that said "Happy 30th Birthday," <laughs> and uh, not to tell her true age, but she is not 30. Um, but the thing is, when I bought that card, knowing she'd get a kick out of it, like ha ha ha, smartass, I bought like three of them. And for the next three years, I sent her the same card <laughs> saying happy 30th birthday. And then the next, the last year, I think this was just two years ago, uh, I sent her one that said happy 31st. So <laughs> that's I the... don't know how you're, between you and your sister, I'm not sure. Your mother probably has uh, regrets about not drowning you guys at some point. So. Oh, I, when, when I was in high school and for whatever reason we were at the mall together, when she'd go into like some of those stores that were just all like, you know, houseware stuff, I'd walk behind her and do a Steve Irwin impersonation like I was stalking her and explaining her habits. Um, she fucking hates that. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine that that would be a little obnoxious, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I should have left him at the county fair when I had the chance. The carnies could have taken them, and I would be free of them. <laughs> exactly. So, so uh, now that Roe v. Wade is gone, how many carnies are going to pop into existence? Oh shit! No one ever Staffing thought about that. Over. Yeah. Yeah. 
but nobody wants to There's work. Too many clowns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> trying to think of a good segue into the movie, but I got nothing there. Shit. Well, I mean, I cl- we can clowns, actually we can yeah. go back to what I was talking about being in my thirties and not feeling like I've done enough. Okay, so go. yeah, you're going go. the lead character of this one. <laughs> Joe, ba- jump back into it. There you go. Because tonight we're going to be talking about uh, the 2017 American fantasy adventure comedy horror film, Dave Made a Maze. Hey! What the... Hey, baby! Welcome home. What is this? I built a labyrinth. Have you been working on this all weekend? Uh, I'm lost. It's cardboard. I know, but it's much bigger on the inside. I'm going into the maze. No! I don't want you to get lost. Okay, just ignore me. Do what you're doing. Put some music over this. It'll be a montage. It'll be awesome. Can we go in the maze now? Let's go. Stop! Go, 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 go. It is bigger. (laughs) (laughs) This place is huge. The double. (laughs) Okay, I think we're good. Get out of here! Dave, follow me. I can explain it. I can explain everything. No, I can't. Instead of trying to defeat the maze, we've got to complete the maze. We're not just doing that because it rhymes. Well, then how about instead of trying to diminish it, you guys help me finish it. Yes! Yes! He's back. So, uh, directed by Bill Watterson, starring Nick Thune, Mira Rohit uh, Kumbani, Kristen Van- Vangsness. How did I have a harder time with that one? Uh, Stephanie Helene <laughs> James Urbaniak and John Hennigan. If I uh, mispronounce any of those names, I do apologize. Um, quick synopsis the film centers around the titular dave uh, played by thune who builds a cardboard fort that somehow supernaturally houses an entire labyrinth full of deadly traps and creatures that is spot on that yeah um it it, but there's definitely more to say um you know about gives you the narrative but not all the quirky wonderful things that happen here so So, yeah. yeah um What's uh, th- so? This is one that I I had heard about briefly, and even though it's kind of a newer film, uh, we thought we'd we'd throw it in because it really does fit the theme. Um, what what's so? I'd never seen this one before. What what's your guys' history? Let's start with you, Eric. My history is uh, when you were picking films three weeks ago. You said, "Hey, let's do this." Uh, Dave made a maze. I went, "Ah, never heard of that." Looked it up, and that's that. That's my history with it. Okay. So, yeah. So definitely under the radar. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Ron? Yeah, I, I, uh, I was very, same similar to Eric, but very enthusiastically so. Like I remember that interaction going like, "Oh fuck yes, we have to do this!" As soon as I saw it, um, just an image of it, I got Google Images. But 
it's weird because watching this i swear it's like i think i seen a trailer for this when this was out and it piqued my interest and it just disappeared Mm -hmm. and it's one of those things i might just be having a mandela effect though as well but i don't care i'm glad that we watch this well and i do want to mention that the director bill watterson this is not calvin and hobbs bill watterson um uh yeah. this bill watterson is is kind of i don't want to say up and comer because that's that's not appropriate but um not really a, a very well-known director yet so this is kind of the the first big big film i think that uh that he's known for um yeah so doesn't even have his own wikipedia no not yet point, yeah so. so we still got some some ways to go um don't we all yeah so the the film really it's kind of cool the very beginning which by the way the soundtrack on this movie is awesome too Um, there's a lot of awesome yeah there's a great (laughs) soundtrack um but the opening montage the opening credit montage which is beautifully animated uh kind of tells you the the backstory what's happening here where you you see dave and his girlfriend annie and she's going away for the weekend so he's trying to work on his next uh, art project he's an artist and it's showing the struggles of, of creative block and then he gets this idea and that's where the movie then cuts back you know cuts actually into the the film with annie getting home mm-hmm. and finds this big cardboard right. fort in which is an awesome looking fort in, <laughs> yeah. in the living room I, I who didn't play with boxes like this at some point i mean because love cardboard box i literally have a cardboard castle sitting off to my my left here um i was gonna say like out of the three of us there's two of us who have been stay-at-home men (laughs) in their 30s for a certain number of years and probably had their spouses come home to some like questionable construction work oh yeah um (laughs) like oh "Oh, you've had not much to do today clearly i've had plenty to do today if yeah. you cannot see what <laughs> yeah. i have erected what are you talking about this is <laughs> yeah and uh it's it's big but it's not it's definitely it's it's very it like tardis it's bigger takes on the up inside the right? living room yeah, yeah. it takes like up the, the living the room. outside size like what annie can see when she first comes in it's it's it kind of fills up the living room but you can still like walk around it and get into the kitchen and everything um yeah, definitely and like and a D- miniature Dave's... of a structure. Mm-hmm. We yeah. don't see Dave at first. Dave is inside the right maze, now. but he can hear Annie and is is, is see... talking to her pretty much right away when she comes in. I, so I don't think we see him until like the, after twenty minutes or so. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Wow, it's creeping up on almost halfway through. Yeah, before yeah, we yeah. really see him. We're and he's I'm like the whole time. Like, what does he yeah. fucking look like? And, What's and going you on? can hear him, and he's saying, you know, I'm. I'm stuck in here. I'm lost. Um, and she tries to start taking it apart, and it like violently shakes, and you hear a bunch of clatter and noise and stuff. So there's, it's, it kind of shows you right away. The movie does get going really quick. Um, that this isn't just a cardboard fort. That there's something bizarre going on here. And so she starts well, inviting people over. <laughs> well, he gets. She doesn't. Gordon, he says, yeah. "Get my best friend." Get Gordon. Yeah. Get Gordon. Mm-hmm. What is the thing? Like, who's got a beard on his face? Or something. Like that. <laughs> Where's that beard? Uh, it's on my face. Where's that yeah. beard? It's yeah, on that's my face. It. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's one of those situations <laughs> right away you can tell, like, childhood friend. Yeah. Instantly, like, that yeah. weird, weirdness. This movie does a good job with that, I think, like, showing what the relationships it, are with just 
the as most. the movie like builds, I got the impression that all of the Gordon's obviously the, the old friend, like the childhood friend. Yeah. But all of these people are actually like artistic collaborators in some form. They're like a group of you know. At right. first, I just thought I couldn't really place where um, what's his name, the filmmaker uh, Harry. He's the voice remember. of Doctor Venture from Venture Brothers. That's how I know him. Yeah. yeah. Ah. Um, but. Yeah. I couldn't really place character-wise, like, where he fell in this. And then as it went on, I'm like, oh, I think these are all people, like, you know, these these guys have worked together. They've, they've tried to create things together before. And we see a little like bit movies, of... movies, I think, right? uh, Later in the film, we see a little yeah. bit of a short... One of the short films yeah. they had done. So it's like, okay, I get it now. But yeah, that's but yeah you definitely right away get group. the... Yeah, the Dave, the Dave and Gordon relationship is like... An, yeah, they're... Right away, you get the... Yeah, and then yeah. Gordon's like invites every yeah all these one. people, even over. a yeah. fucking homeless dude like off the streets. You said you knew understood boxes. I mean, I've lived in boxes. He's like, I know cardboard. <laughs> I know cardboard. Yeah. And yeah. then two Flemish tourists for <laughs> Just some reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and despite they have a couple extra bodies, that's why. Uh, yeah, despite <laughs> Dave's protests, they they go in anyway, uh, like on yeah. a rescue mission to try to try to find him and when they get inside they find out that it's absolutely huge and it, it's awesome. really incredible visually the optical illusions mm-hmm. the little stop motion animation the the puppetry um and everything's paper and cardboard it's, it's oh my god really it's like cool. it's like a craft achievement on yeah. the highest like movie production yeah. level in every yeah, way the... they full out fucking dedicate to this universe and its functionality yeah yeah. You know, one of the things that struck me right away, like looking at the maze once we got in and started looking around, it's like the whole the whole concept of the movie is like this guy building a maze, and it's like, oh, it's it's really cool that they kind of made it look like. Then I'm like, wait a second, they did basically build this thing. Like this is really, like they had to build like half of these sets, and it's really made out of cardboard, and it's super impressive. Uh, oh, some of yeah. it's done with miniatures and and you know, like you said, stop motion and such. But there's definitely some large cardboard sets that are very cool um yeah so essentially the you know to make dave made a maze someone had to build a cardboard maze and, oh yeah this is uh, i read like i read somewhere practical. that they actually worked with uh, a cardboard collective like a group of artists that work predominantly with cardboard um oh, cool. to, to help in the production of this and it, yeah it's really cool it's very creative the the yeah, there's there's no stop mode. There's no computer animation. It's all practical, and it looks really really cool. Um, and then you find out that so there's of course some booby traps and things. And the first person to die, who is it? Is it Leonard? No, it's that bubbly. No, it's a, oh, it's yeah. yeah. Um, that High comes five. back. Yeah, Jane. Is that the Jean? No. I think it's Bryn. Yeah. Bryn. 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 Yeah. It's something like Gets that. Oh, right. Yeah. The high five. Yeah. yeah. Bryn. Bryn, who's this very overly enthusiastic woman, uh, gets her. Gets First de- on the chopping block. Yeah. She gets decapitated <laughs> with a cardboard axe. And instead of blood coming out, it's confetti and ribbon and yarn. <laughs> yep. uh, I love that. throughout this whole thing, every t- anytime there's a bloody scene, a quote unquote bloody scene. Uh, it's like silly string, uh, ribbon, streamers, confetti, like just whatever they used. Yeah, yeah. or very clearly Techni- red paint. Technically, yeah. this is one of the goriest movies we've ever reviewed. By that, it's up there. Conceptual, <laughs> yeah, conceptually, yeah. For me, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. Like I watch in this, going like, yeah, I can do this. 
<laughs> and I can definitely do this. I can literally do this. So I'm, I'm going to be fucking partners. I'm going to be honest though. Therapist. We got the supplies. Beyond the like, okay, all the the origami birds and stuff like that. All that's so cool and it looks great. And then now now you're in the maze, right? And now it's like, okay, well, I get it. So you kind of have to focus on the characters and they kind of suck. <laughs> like Harry and the film crew get old really quick. Yeah, there's definitely like I, I, that yeah. friend who's never let go they, of the craft. They yeah. make some fun jokes, uh, especially like you know, coming from a background of, of, of filmmaking that it's it's funny. They're like your typical like overly intense indie documentary crew, you know, like especially Harry, who's the director director guy, and then um, yeah, it the it does wear thin a little bit because it's kind of one joke the whole movie. Uh, yeah. with them um i wouldn't say that's necessarily true of our other cast members um they dispose of most of them pretty quickly like yeah brins out quickly that the the flemish tourists you mentioned are gone pretty quickly as well yeah they're seen um, once at the very end yeah you know um, I, and who I are the other there's jane there, and harry who are the tourists jane and harry and then a, yeah the, and brin was the and then leonard friend. just kind of then, wanders around yeah. Oh, the, yeah, that guy who's wanders. Uh, I will yeah. say, like, with the relationship between Dave and his... What's his girlfriend's name? Annie. His partner's name? A- Annie. Annie. Like, mm-hmm. for me, the, this part of the movie was feeling a little bit closer to home for me. And it really, like, reached out to me in a certain level. And I'm like... So I can see, like, what you mean in some regards. But for me, it was vibrating very differently. Mm-hmm. Even as I mm. even started this podcast, like, um, I mean, my partner's supportive as fuck, but I've had not supportive partners in the mm-hmm. past. And, like, that 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 was resonating, like, that idea of, like, clearly Dave, like was mentioned, he's, there's so many creative people, and Dave is just struggling to find his thing. And, like, yeah. the, the montage is showing him do, in the beginning of the movie, showing him do so many different fucking things. Yeah. And just finally, he just he just builds a maze. He just goes with something, and like that's like the whole focal point of this movie. They're trapped in the maze because he, I guess, he never finishes anything, and it's a struggle for him to find something. And like this maze is finally something he's made, and he's still struggling to complete it. So there's this reoccurring theme, and how it kind of relates to life when you're hit this stage in life where you feel like. I did not accomplish the things that I wanted to. Not only that, I feel aimless without direction, and I hit a lot of dead ends. Mm-hmm. Like a maze. Yeah. And I fucking uses that, and I'm like, fuck. I oh, am I, fucking I, in the maze right now. I, think, <laughs> I, I totally yeah. agree. I mean, and, and the, yeah. the themes are very, very strong in this. I almost feel a little bit like they were too strong. Not not the not what not what they're trying to say about it, but it's like there is zero subtlety in the theme of this. Like, oh, getting stuck I mean, in a maze. I mean, the movie's the cra- called Dave yeah. Made Maze a Maze, and he straight up. Made well, no, what I mean is the whole like <laughs> yeah. the, the how this is all. I, I I can't even say it's a metaphor because it's so spot on for yeah. of like yeah, this is being stuck in the creative process. You know, yeah, being having having a roadblock well, in the curb. Yes, yeah, so it's like a labyrinth, and, and you have people around you that support you, but 
I, I guess one of the things that started bothering me is like nobody is okay. So we're gonna do this really great metaphor, though it's there's like again no no subtlety to it. Fine. And what are what are we gonna do with it? And it feel I guess to me maybe I missed something, but it was like everybody's just kind of there's there's support, but then now it's his his behavior in not finishing things is getting people killed, and has pulled them into this. And it's doing damage and destruction to people that he cares about. And it's like, well, just help me finish it. It's like, what the fuck? Get out! <laughs> you know, stop. So I, well, it, I got confused. They show with that, that. It, it, it's expanding. Yeah, it's actually invading the universe within and has expanded beyond. It's a take on a life of his own. I think yeah. they've talked Dave into jumping ship, and then they find out they can't because it's growing, yeah. and it's... Yeah, so then they have to create the, the, the centerpiece, whatever it's called, and then just use that center point to destroy the maze. If he destroys that, then... It's basically just a logic game that there has to be a starting point, yeah. whatever. Come up with a way... That yeah. and they... Come come to terms with, with finishing a project. It's kind of like, you know... He even makes the, the little joke about it being a passion project. You know, which is which is kind of a, a gag, almost to George Lucas. You know, I felt in a way like I have to finish this; it just keeps <laughs> growing. And I, well, it's never really finished. It's like nothing ever is. I think it's all yeah. of us in some kind of crisis or another. Like yeah. we don't really want to approach a certain thing because the finishing of a certain thing means we no longer have a raison d'être mm-hmm. of sorts. Because um, yeah. he clearly doesn't want. Like, he does begrudgingly say yes, but you know in his heart he doesn't want to stop it. And so it doesn't stop. So, But I think it's interesting that instead, when that kind of conflict happens, and so it's fine, let's do it. Let's actually help. And they actually get closer together. Because you feel in the beginning of the movie, there is that, that face, and then watching that face is all too familiar, of disappointment. Mm-hmm. And like... Why are you like this? When um, yeah, when you're like yeah, when he's like telling her, about, he's inside the maze. You can't see Dave, but when he's, <laughs> when he's like trapped, explaining yeah. to her like what he's doing and why he's doing, just the look on her face is unfortunately so familiar for like a lot of, a lot of my pitching stuff. You know, like here I have yep. this idea, this thing I'm gonna do, and it's just kind of like you get that no kind one, of like no one understands what the fuck you're talking about or why it even matters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or you get this kind of, like, quiet, like, I don't want to say disapproval. That's maybe a little harsh, but it's kind of just, like, that's what, what are it you feels doing? Like. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the strong thing that happens, I think. In the beginning, like, it has a lot of fun in the first act. It gets everyone into the maze. It runs around. There's some cool-looking stuff. They have the little origami birds. They have the big, like, chomping face they have to climb into his mouth and all the, uh... uh gags and then late in the second act it gets into um well dave i mean we we meet dave and we start dealing with the conflict that we were just talking about Mm -hmm. and it no it's not an incredibly subtle movie it's very much on the on the nose for what it's talking about it's it's metaphors you know dave made a maze it's it's right on the cover um and but i do think it does a really good job of turning things around for dave once he kind of faces and there's that great scene with the two of them which i have the picture behind me um at the at just kind of at the table in their apartment where they kind of keep they're having this conversation and as things they kind of iron out like 
tons of baggage like between the two of them about and it's like they, they basically just figure out like all between all, all of the stuff that's uh annoying or i don't know at the end of the at the end of it i i internalize I maybe mean, this is my experience kind of going through a similar you know light like living life like this for a while i feel um, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i uh I feel like it was actually Dave getting in his own way. I don't think she was ever really disappointed once he realized that. Yeah. Like she 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 said, "I just want to be here with you," and like he's like, "Well, wait, that's just that's what I want to do too." Like that's and then finally that's the moment that he could let the maze go. Well, and it's then it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a really cool scene that you're bringing up because they're just they're using the same line of dialogue back and forth mm-hmm. in different. Yeah. Like they switch the dialogue between who's saying it, the 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 mood changes, whatever. But like you're talking <laughs> the about costumes. this whole, like, yeah. the costumes, this whole conflict is happening. But they're using the same dialogue and how much that like, holy shit, like that reson that resonates that feeling, kind of like what you're talking about. For my interpretations of like, like, I remember getting in arguments like. Of course, you know, college student, uh, I'm invested in debt to go to art, and I have a partner at that time, different partner than who I have now, who did not see the point in it after a while, and, like, I remember the conversations of just, like, why are you doing this? But the, the, the main point I'm getting is, like, the repeated conversations and how they've changed, but it's the same thing. Like, we've talked about this before, but to see mm-hmm. it go in a way that ends with, like, a unity it's like oh look a healthy relationship in some form yeah. or fashion i don't know sorry eric i didn't mean that yeah well, then, and then the constant changing of like the costume thing is another it's very um good example of this film not being subtle if you wanted to know what what point they were trying to make with each line of dialogue they gave you a costume to stare at so it's like yeah. uh yeah it, but it, i don't know i thought it was clever and um and yeah i did kind of like I think anyone who's ever embarked on the creative process, whether you're, you know, you don't have to be like a full-time artist or a full-time whatever, but anyone who's ever dove into something and hasn't really been able to kind of, well, finish it up <laughs> or, or even get it out, get it going really, has, knows that disappointment a little bit, I think, so. Right. And I think that analogy is like he's the one who's doing it to himself. Yep. Yeah. Very much. I, I don't know. I, I missed, I think, that. Because uh, you're doing well in life, Joe. No, it's... <laughs> no, there, I, I totally could feel, like, the... the frustration of being stuck in that creative process and stuff. I think I, I, I missed the significance of, like, him coming to terms with, oh, I do need to stress. Because the scene of them sitting in front of each other and the, the costumes and you know they're like taking them off like this is kind of how they they feel ar- about themselves around each other mm-hmm. you know um mm-hmm. you know at one point she's wearing like a nice evening gown she feels beautiful around him when he's like eric your your image behind you the like clown. he's a clown yeah. i feel like <laughs> yeah. a clown you know um and as they say things to each other they can take those off and and yeah i i, I got that but it was i don't know the i guess it was just the way that it kind of ended too with the the end credits <laughs> kind of was like well what the fuck i don't know it, it it i will say i i started out really really loving this movie and not as much as it went on 
and I kept I kept trying to like really grab back onto it, but it, it kind of the, the visuals kept it going for me. Really, that's what kept me kept me going. The the I think the very non subtlety of it, it it was kind of after we really get into like the heart of what's what this is about beyond just a maze, right? A crazy cardboard maze and the cool visuals. What's this about? Okay. I don't know. It was to me. It just it didn't uh, grab me how I was hoping it would. Interesting. Yeah. Because I would say I I think like I started out the same way of the like oh this is fun this is fast mm-hmm. and I'm getting getting that joke but when it got to the core, that's when I went like I feel this on a deeper level and I love like this could be the like this movie's not perfect, but it speaks it resonates so well with my core and structure that like i'll defend this because this is me <laughs> oh yeah, like yeah. that's that so that's why i'm like this is interesting because like mm-hmm. it really does depend like this movie is specifically for a certain group and i think like thinking about a lot of that feeling that millennials have and that's what this is this is a millennial oh absolutely movie. um i think that it resonates to a lot of those people just like Yep. Oh, I because definitely is... find it relatable. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No question about it. Yeah, being stuck in that creative labyrinth. And, you know, you. you I guess my thing that just kept bothering me about it was the... Um, I... How do I word this? I think with... So we're, we're trying... You know, they're getting into some really deep stuff. Meanwhile, we still have this film crew walking around being total jackasses and i get that it's for you know com- levity you know, it's for levity but yeah it it almost it goes too much into forced comic relief for my taste i think where it's like we're trying to have a yeah. very serious moment and now here's the camera or the director guy who i just want to fucking shoot out of a cannon <laughs> you know from the first moment and it's like not nope, still he's not growing on me <laughs> and, i don't think he's yeah. supposed to grow on anybody to be honest I don't no, think I don't think to. so either. Yeah, but I mean, I and I kind of wonder: does that does he kind of symbolize the people in your life too that are pushing you just to create without considering your well-being, like almost enabling in a way? Because here you've got this incredibly destructive labyrinth that is pulling people in, essentially, right? It's having a negative influence, negative impact to the lives of the people you care about. And here's this one guy who's still so fucking stuck with his own, you know, his head up his ass in his work that he's not even seeing the seriousness of the situation and how it's affecting people. He just wants to continue creating or, you know what I mean? I do have a theory on that, but Eric, what were you going to say earlier? Oh, I was, I was actually going to... Um take it in a little bit of a different direction but i wondered if the film crew was actually a holdover from a different version of this screenplay and that is because of their presence constantly throughout i wonder if this at one point was envisioned as a found footage movie um oh and, that would be interesting yeah and and didn't and, and then they ended up not going in that direction but kept the the, the script the same essentially kept those characters in there and because they they rarely ever use the footage that they're shooting as, as yeah. a narrative or as a storytelling tool in here. Yeah, so, just a few moments. I wonder if that, just because, why else have a camera crew there constantly if that if it wasn't going to play into to that in any way? But yeah, I just was curious. 
around the time this may have been written, you know, let's say in the five-year period prior to 2017, found footage movies, especially in the horror genre, were, were a big thing. I mean, that was, you know, going on. So I wonder if in an early incarnation that was going to be the way we were going to explore the maze was through... And I'm, that. I mean, I'm glad they didn't because yeah, same. Visually, it you wouldn't got to have, see a lot more. Oh yeah, you would. It wouldn't have done it justice. Um, um, but those those characters really kind of kept pulling me out of it. So, going back to like I was gonna say before with, um, so my interpretation of that that dude, the director himself, uh, I feel like based on what we see, and that one scene where they see the home movies. They clearly were a close mm-hmm. friend group, probably in their early 20s, um, making films together. And then as time goes, a few of them like, all right, I got to do some other job. I got to be a grown up. Uh, and the one director and of course, you have Dave, who's just like that with that dissolve and Dave probably felt aimless. He says a line, by the way, that fucking struck me, too. It's like, I have to beg for jobs I don't want mm-hmm. and not get them. or something like (laughs) and those those lines and i'm like oh my god anyways but then i look at this guy who because when you think about the characters and what they are on like a um if you think of it as like a direction in a way because i would say Anne is probably the most mature one yeah probably has a good paying job uh his friend gordy probably just just fine but he enjoys whatever he's carefree with it dave is the guy who wants that creative atmosphere in his life but struggles to find a way doesn't have the confidence and then you got uh the director dude um who the way that i read him is that he did find a way to succeed and be in the creative type he just does it anyways regardless of how anyone else feels because that's actually how he succeeds it's just like it doesn't matter what anyone like i don't have much empathy i just need to do my craft that's all that matters and he does it like full out and the fact that he's voiced, like I said, by the guy who plays the voice of Dr. Venture from Venture Brothers. Yeah. It's just like, I could not <laughs> stop seeing that characterization. And I, he's actually grew on me because of when I f- figured that out, it's weird. He's not a great character. However, out of the crew, the sound guy is my hero. I thought this, <laughs> these people were going to fucking die right away. And here you have this dude, like, is like the heart of these three like doing a bunch of shit and i'm glad he survived in the end but like i was not anticipating that and there was just some moments where it's just like it's simple but i enjoyed it <laughs> like, i loved his his sound guy boom pole walk that he had like his because you've seen <laughs> if you've ever been on a, on a film set or seen and you've seen people doing that it's just like the signature i think i think when you put a microphone on a boom pole and make someone hold it they automatically start walking like that that's a <laughs> kind of like a sideways kind of spidery i don't know yeah but. <laughs> like a stick person of sorts or something like that yeah um i like how he uses it as like a fucking combat weapon at times like a melee weapon <laughs> when he needs to yeah. or like but he legitly like fucking helps in situations he'll put down the boom and he'll fucking help there's oh. there's some good movie nerd or film nerd jokes in here uh, yeah. when they were tr- like try stopping the interview with the um, uh, Bryn creature, which we should talk about some of the special effects yeah. things like the masks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, stopping the the interview, they start with with the Bryn creature to get a white balance, and then she like it gets like it's snatched away, and he's like, okay, that's okay, we'll just go with that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so stupid little things like that all over the place, but. So so yeah, they were obnoxious characters. I kind of agree with that, but there was enough 
humor sprinkled in there that, yeah, I think they turned into, whether my theory about them being the means to tell the story at one point in the, in the script's history is true, who knows, but, um, yeah, I totally agree with Joe, they're, they're, successfully or not, they are, they remain there to be kind of the comic relief of the, yeah, of the movie. Yeah, the um, but just yeah, the to, people who are just ridiculous in a ridiculous situation. The 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 yeah. visuals in this though, like yeah, some of the effects with the puppetry and the masks. Yeah, when they they the the Bryn creature really, you know, you're right. It's not Bryn anymore. Um, Fucking horrifying. Yeah. yeah, it's like totally. Did this add to your phobia, Joe? No, but that, that was a, oh. that was that was good. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was cool. Um, you know, kind of a. Yeah, she's kind of a marionette out of paper, covered in paper mache now. And mm-hmm. yeah, well, we mentioned earlier she's beheaded, so her head has been replaced with cardboard. Yeah, but it's like a weird cardboard version of her face, kind of. Yeah. Well, kind of and and you have a, a big bad. It's kind of Lovecraftian when you think about yeah. it. The, well, the whole cre- the whole maze itself. You have a uh, a big bad in this with this minotaur. The Minotaur, which is cool. Is of labyrinth? course, it's a labyrinth that yeah. has to have a Minotaur, yeah, which is just like a not a maze. Big dude, labyrinth. big muscle dude with a cardboard bullhead, bullhead, which is pretty <laughs> which is so yeah. coolly crafted. Yeah, very cool mask or whatever you call yeah. it. There's also a like Temple of Doom style chamber filled with just scraps of paper and cardboard, and this big kind of Olmec type mouth mm-hmm. burping scraps in there, um, and you've got little. Uh, origami birds that attack them. Bird. And... Kind of, uh, they kind of function like the velociraptors mm-hmm. of sorts in yeah. like certain situations. Or like when they were, yeah, in the, yeah um, they're in the fucking. And there's also the uh, a fun scene where they go down a tube and they come out as like paper bag puppets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the all I could think of was the old obnoxious Fandango uh, commercials yes. that always used yes. for movies. But yeah, it's those um, kind of paper bag puppets. The optical illusion yeah. room was interesting for a minute. That was actually. cool. Like that yeah. was a long scene of kind of just minimal talking, but it was just so interesting to I, watch each new interaction. With I an enjoyed object. the hell out of that scene. Even yeah, it, it lent nothing to the narrative whatsoever. But yeah, it yeah. was it was a visual, oh visually a very cool scene. I think so. The movie finds a way with each different chamber to show something entirely different with the same elements yeah. which is fascinating the vagina tunnel to say i do feel like that shtick runs out of steam a little bit the dancing girls in the vagina tunnel uh towards the end where i could have taken i could have done one without the other but yeah um, i was waiting for a full but i thought that's how they're going to end the minotaur because they fucking <clears throat> left that thing show up so many times like maybe that's what happens they just push him in I think that was their plan. It was. At one yeah. Point. It I think that's where the movie succeeds at moments and where it kind of stumbles at others with it's got these great visuals and sometimes they, you know, add to the plot, sometimes they don't, but they're it's cool. That's that's great, but then they've got other things like the the big, you know, the cardboard vulva thing that it's like you said, they hang on yeah. it a little too long. It's a little much. Um it does yeah, have the, a it is the a multicolored trap, room yeah. with the uh, it's where that we first see, it looks like a movie theater at first and we, at first mm-hmm. we see we see this the film yeah. uh, their old film so they're they're playing back what Dave refers to as their old failures or whatever um, and then it turns into just like silhouette it looks like you know the opening of a James Bond movie with the you know oh, silhouetted yeah, with the dancing, dancing girls and it's like. It, 
because because we su sequentially got a bunch of really cool high concept rooms or or parts of this labyrinth, and then we got two things that was just kind of like, and they're like back to back. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, yeah, I don't know. It just was like. And then there's also the room that has a maze within the maze that's just like <laughs> yeah, I got a kick out two of that feet too. high, <laughs> and even they make Gordy makes the joke like you couldn't even finish this one, <laughs> you couldn't even finish, <laughs> and you see at the end it's just loosely tied together, but I mean clearly this maze is like a fucking allegory or some shit for his subconscious, like his worries and stuff. So I always wondered about like the sex switch things. I'm like yeah because he's still like a young yeah adult man oh yeah and, sure oh yeah because annie kind of gives things. him a look like all right i'm done yeah, you know, yeah. like I um, honestly i think the 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 vagina tunnel we're talking about where um it, it kind of serves a purpose in the plot a little more I, I guess i didn't get why we hung out in like the movie theater room for so long um i bet if i went back and watched runtime it's really not that long but yeah, it just seemed... it's a very short movie i th actually yeah 80 minutes like yeah it's like 80 yeah. minutes yeah um, but, so, we didn't talk about the fact that the vagina tunnel turns you into a cardboard creature, because we found out, right. find out that Dave, uh, his, his left hand, I believe, is entirely made out of cardboard. I did like yeah, the line so about that, like, I tried... inserted it all the way to the wrist, apparently. Yeah. You tried to so, put yeah. your hand in it? No, I did put my hand in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. I like how in the beginning where they say, like, like... I, I I injured myself. Like you got like a paper cut. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> and they, like, so he just wears a glove most of the movie. Then he reveals like I yeah. I thought it was funny and weird and, and kind of anticlimactic. Like that was the moment he reveals his hand. Like this is what the vagina tunnel does. I'm like, oh this this is a this is actually a legit threat. <laughs> this isn't just a one off joke. This is like a siren. That's what it is. It's like a siren because it just has this weird sound and people. Men specifically, was it just men? I feel like anybody wasn't. It? I feel like everyone got a little hypnotized. Well, there's yeah, also like lights and moving, and there's like yeah, it's like well they they do it's actually thing. kind of a beautiful prop where every every <laughs> single person goes it looks up like to a it. set. Yeah, was it like old Star Trek? Like uh, yeah, Gordy goes up to it and Dave says, "Don't, it's a trap." And then the next person walks up, "Don't, it's a trap." It's a trap. <laughs> they just keep telling each other one after the other. Um, yeah, there's there are these weird kind of little gags like that in the script throughout the the film, um, and some of them like that work really well, and other ones kind of just feel a bit forced. Um, script overall is is kind of hit or miss for me. Like some of the jokes were really really good, some didn't land. And I think most of the ones that I didn't care for again were with the film crew because it's like, all right, I get it, you're you're obnoxious, you know, <laughs> you won't let it go. <laughs> Um, but yeah, overall, I think, you know, it, it was, it was, it was fine. There was nothing in there that I, like really bugged me or anything. Just a couple little things like that. Speaking of bugs, there was randomly a weird bug creature in one scene and then it was never used again. Yeah. Like it crawls up behind Leonard. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I'm like, Oh, this is something's going to happen to Leonard. And they cut to a new scene. Yeah. Like, I thought yeah, Leonard was going to become some kind of a monster creature yeah. or something. And yeah, then, I don't really yeah, get the point of Leonard wandering around. I think it's the point that, like, Leonard is just this, like... When you have, like, a low bar on a totem pole, like, Leonard next to the dude, the the 
the homeless dude who just stayed in the apartment after everyone went in. He just started eating off their food and taking showers and shit, and he didn't do anything else. Yeah. Like, it's just these weird... It's just these one so, bits of jokes that, like, they exist just to do that thing. They don't have to have a deeper yeah. meaning. Yeah. And since I was okay the, with any of that, so... Since the beginning, they could hear Dave inside the maze. I think that homeless guy could hear them the entire time. That, that was yes. Coming. I would think so. Yeah, so. I thought they yeah, were going to do more cutaways so. to him. I'm disappointed that yeah. they didn't for that reason. I was always expecting them to do exactly that, like, cut out and have him reacting in some way, and then, you know, whatever, go back to eating his sandwich he made or whatever. Like, but, yeah. no. Nope. Well, when they found out that the maze is expanding, and that, like, this maze actually affects reality... Like, so much that after the end of the movie and they finally tear it down, like, Dave's hand is permanently Mm -hmm. that cardboard thing. Like I said, this is like a Lovecraftian, like, entity of sorts. The dead people stay dead. It's not like at the end everyone's like, oh, we're fine. Like, they don't, yeah. I couldn't tell, though, because in the, just how the opening credits introduce the film, like, it brings you up to speed. The end credits show, like, everybody going to, like, a film premiere or something. They go out dancing. Yeah. They go out to, to a bar, and the Minotaur joins up with them. Yeah. The is, Minotaur yeah. actually survives, survives and comes out. Goes of, out and, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, interacts. Ends up being an okay guy, apparently. So. Yeah. yeah so I like, wasn't sure. Which I guess would make sense if Dave's, you know, conquered his demons. So. Well, the maze... The, so, there's a lot of jumping around, but, the, like, the, the, the main entity, the puppet, puppet entity, I think it actually turned out to be the Minotaur. Because at the end, there's a giant. There's the Minotaur's hand that actually pops out. It's like a giant hand, um, and that the Minotaur, um, the puppet, and it, they're avatars of the maze itself, mm-hmm. representations of the maze itself, and like dropping the line that like life in itself is a maze, like those metaphors and shit. Um, meanwhile, while Dave is building the core. Because that's their plan to destroy this maze. Is like he needs a brain, build a core that is the function, like that makes the whole thing function, and then destroy that core. Therefore, the whole thing destroys. So it's kind of like a cool little meta thing. It's like, how do we destroy this maze? What's its weakness? I never built one. Why? I never thought to. So how do we defeat it? I guess I could build it, but we have to do it. So there's this weird like divergence of childhood and adulthood. And, like, that suffer in there mm-hmm. and how that creates and how that translates over to the Minotaur itself or the maze itself through the Minotaur. This movie actually has some complex ideas that it never goes into. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which is okay because I think, it, I think if they would have explained why this maze exists, how this maze exists, how does any of this work, I think they would have taken away from it for me. I kind of enjoy just like it just exists because it exists. Yeah, I didn't even um, need the the minotaur thing. I mean, I get it; some labyrinth you got to have one in there. But but that kind right. of cool function yeah. that the minotaur itself also had dreams and goals, or the maze itself has developed for so long and got so complex, it became its own life form. And then, well, the yeah, world. it's that's it's, how I was going to finish old, it. Up. That's it, how I can interpret it. It's again it. The, the cliche of this piece has taken a life of its own. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of where I think I was struggling with it a bit, but um, but I mean cliches are yeah, they're like it's like it's it's weird, right? Because they're you can call them a cliche if they're like yeah, I've seen this a lot, 
or if it's something like oh this is familiar then it's something different you don't feel like it's a cliche it's like familiar it's always interesting to interpret those two things based on how you go but i know what you mean it's just like i don't know how else they would have ended it though yeah no no i i I totally agree with that i guess for keep it surreal i I think for for me what i was really going for uh or going for what i was not expecting was a film about an artist struggling through the creative process being and having this beautiful artistic vision for how they're telling this story have themes that are so on the nose it's like it was it's like the equivalent of rhyming life with strife in a song it's like yeah of course because it it, you know (laughs) that's the obvious go-to or something um so i don't know i i think i was hoping it would go a little deeper like make the audience think a little more but then again the whole premise of it being in a maze it's kind of on the nose anyway but um so no i i think that was just kind of where i i I struggle with it a bit i i like it but i just i think i was expecting to like it more than i did and when i really try to think well what is it about it that bothered me to any degree about it i was hoping it would be a little more maybe more cerebral like it had that has the ability to do that but i felt like everything was just kind of too on the nose but that's just me like I get the themes and I agree with them. It's just they're almost too obvious um, yeah. for for my taste, I guess. But uh, it definitely, yeah. like it, like early on said, it's it seems like this movie definitely is is for very specific people. It seems like of of a certain like emotional area of disappointment. <laughs> Maybe. Well, no, yeah, it's struggle. it's it's not that it's not relatable. I mean, I could totally relate to it. No, no, yeah. I mean, it's not that you don't understand. Yeah. I just mean like that idea. Like, like I said, for me in that situ in this situation that I'm all been in for the past few years, it's just like it resonated so much harder because it's just like, sure, this is too real. Like I am standing on that edge of like disappointment and, um, and and just despair, and it's just like ah, man, that's what made me like it more. So there's a bias on that mm-hmm. end from my end, I can speak from, sure. because of that. So that's what I'm I'm noticing. Sure. It's like, yep, so this, this movie is just like, I think made by those people specifically mm-hmm. yeah. in a moment. I could like, see that. Based on how you look at it and how it's done, it's like, this feels like a high-budget, low-budget movie. Absolutely. Like this, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, this is definitely made by these groups. The group of people that is in this movie or what are currently making this movie what's what's yeah, crazy too is like the budget for this was around five hundred thousand dollars which yeah. is amazing yeah, actually it says less than five thousand huh? so five hundred thousand and is it crazy and it didn't make that back it, it only pulled in thirty four thousand from the box office according to wikipedia which is surprising because yeah. I, but again you know it it was one that ryan you said you may have heard of um yeah, this was definitely but, wasn't heavily marketed. No, at all. No, not at all. So, which is which is unfortunate because I think it does have an audience. Oh, um, definitely. Yeah, yeah. especially so. right now. Um, oh yeah, with how things have gone. I don't know. What do you, What do you think, Eric? Yeah, well, actually, I was just like, gonna say, why don't we get in some uh, final thoughts and grades? We can start with you, Eric. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was a a good one. I I feel like its initial concept is 
I feel like it takes you on a nice journey where its initial concept is funny and quirky and it's got kind of these, you know, recognizable but a little bit like uh, played up characters and it's it's just a good like quirky comedy slash horror thing going on uh, based on kind of a silly, wonderful idea about somebody's cardboard maze being a giant labyrinth inside, um, which is... Uh, isn't there? I just actually thought of this the other day when I was first watching this, and I didn't bring it up earlier. But there's a, a Joe Hill story in the book Twentieth Century Ghosts that has mm-hmm. something kind of similar to this in it. Yep. To, to it, it a much used it a much kind of creepier way, but it, it's very con- conceptually it's almost the same thing. Um, but yeah. So anyway, it's it's a cool concept. I dig the concept. I I was surprised that it went when it like steered and not that it steers hard into like being um a deeper movie but that i don't know i it, it just it ended up speaking to me in a way i did not expect this movie to i think ryan kind of had the same like yeah it sounds like you had a, a similar <laughs> experience um to hard, be like wow yeah. yeah i i have been i have been this person i have been in this situation before and um the way that that it, that's kind of the crux of how they eventually deal with the maze, I I understand it's you know right in the title it's Dave made a maze it's all about Dave's maze and Dave's process and Dave's relationship and uh, coming through that I I honestly would have liked to see like a third character obviously Dave and Annie but like have Gordon have a little bit of an arc or some weight to it or have you know even yeah. Harry like these other people but. It is an 80-minute movie. It's it's brief. It's got a lot of cool stuff to look at, and it's gonna. It kind of, especially if you're like, I feel like a you know, middle-aged, um, creative sort. <laughs> it's going to definitely kind of hit you in the, in the gut once or twice because you've you've probably been in this situation. So that's that's who made it. That's who's in it. That's its audience, and it knows who it's talking to. So I think I don't know. I think it's overall a really enjoyable, smart, fun movie. And it's brief. I don't think it's uh, it's not going to bore anybody because it's you know only about eighty minutes long. It's got a lot of uh, interesting stuff to look at. It's not perfect. I wish like, we could have seen a few other things here and there. They did things a little bit differently. The gag, like I said, the, the um, I wouldn't call them gag rooms, but the, but the concepts of all the rooms and stuff kind of start to fall flat towards the end. Maybe we could have shaved a few minutes off even that way. But um, this is definitely a. I'm going to say a B plus for me. Um, not going to quite get to the A level because there are some, I think, some, some narrative issues there that don't quite quite pan out for me. But, man, it was it was fun. I, I liked it a lot. So. Awesome. Uh, what do you think, Ryan? Well, yeah, I my, my heart's been on my sleeve from the get-go with this movie. And it's going to echo a lot of Eric, what he said. And it's like, yeah, like this movie resonated more deeply deeper than i thought i was just going in this movie thinking like oh this would be fun to see just somebody just using simple practical effects cardboard yarn whatever like you could actually fucking if you really wanted to and had the skill build these sets and time um and then that story being what it is it's just like yep this was resonating this is not that deep or complicated of a story and it is a short film and it's one of those, it's like, God, i kind of glad that it is. It didn't need to be more than it needed to because it just has that heart. And it, like, I wanted to, like, watch this with my other friends that I used to make movies with. Mm-hmm. Like, I tried. Um, 
Uh, and it's one of those things where, like, it brought back those feelings of nostalgia of just being, you know, like, when you're young and you want to create and you think that's going to be what drives you and then you become an adult and realize that that wholesome as it is, uh, reality really does take that from you. You can be told that oh, time and time and again and, you know, have been, but to actually experience it, it's just like, yeah, I didn't need a movie to be deeper because it's already like, it just with a simple comp con uh, concept is opening up those wounds. Um, especially like being in a situation currently for a while like that and just like really trying to you realize you're trying to keep that childhood alive that's what it is like that's where the creativeness comes from the fact that like how do you wall off something in this movie is you put up a blanket that's the rule number yeah. one like childish <laughs> yeah. rules exist in this world and it's just like yes this is a person who was happy and adulthood has taken that away from them the reality of things and it's like uh which is interesting because this thing invades reality mm -hmm. um so that's kind of like a cool concept for me i think um and the fact that this movie doesn't go in depth of how this all happened it just happens it was like yep i did not need to this movie is a fun candy with some nutritional value for me um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, this is... I, I am going to break the A factor. It's going to A- minus for me. And I go off of that because I will happily, joyfully, and look forward to seeing this again. And that's what reached A territory for me, is rewatchability. And I'm like, nope, yeah. this resonated so much. I am definitely going to rewatch this. I am going to show this to certain people. I think this will resonate with. Um, so that's that's where this movie sits for me. So Awesome. I I'm, I think I'm gonna come in at the the lower end on this. Um, like I said, I the there were a lot of things I was I was writing down in my notes that I liked right away, like the the opening, the use of animation and the soundtrack in the beginning is great. Um, performances. I was reading some reviewers that really didn't like the performances in this. I think they're fine. I don't you know yeah. think they're okay. Um, yeah, especially considering the budget. I don't want to get you know too picky on things like that uh this isn't going to be a marvel film no <laughs> like... when when it i think my my joy for it started to slip a little bit is when it started to try to become and show its hand that it was actually trying to tell more of a serious um you know metaphor i'm like, okay i'm on board for that but then it, it it i didn't feel like it really committed and it kind of felt a little all over the place with we're going to be really deep we're going to have some goofy stuff and you know these great visuals but now there's going to be some visuals that are just kind of there because they're there um it, it it felt a little choppy uh in, in some of that and i think that pulled me out of it a bit as i've already kind of mentioned the whole film crew side plot really pulled me out of it um because when you're trying to get into some realistic deep shit and you still have this jackass running around it was kind of and, and it's totally fine it nobody ever just like chewed him out <laughs> which is what i was waiting for maybe i would have liked it a little more after that but overall um i agree with you ryan this does definitely have rewatchability um i think it, it is well made overall just a couple of uh, i guess personal taste things for me i i kind of felt like the again the film crew char characters and those, those almost felt like enabling because the whole point, at least that I got from this, is that 
you know, yes, Dave is in this stuck position, but and, and he needs help getting out, and he needs support, but at the same time, he's doing things that aren't good. Like, he's his creative process has now been affecting other people, and it takes a long time for it to get through to him. I, I, and then you've got this other character that's uses comic relief, and everybody seems to be accepting that they're still doing it. Um, so I kind of felt a little jostled around with, okay, what am I supposed to be thinking about this? Overall, I did enjoy it, maybe just not as much as I was hoping to, so I'm actually going to land it around a B- minus on it. Still really enjoyable, um, but might be a couple things that bother you more than other people, and that's okay. Overall, I do recommend it. Um, We'd also love to hear what any of our listeners think of Dave Made a Maze, which we didn't mention before, but it's available for free on streaming damn near everywhere. <laughs> I mean, you can find it on. Yeah. I know Pluto, yeah. is that the one we also found that it was on for free, Pluto TV? Um, yeah, I think it's on yeah. Pluto, Tubi, um, I, I'm trying to think of the, I think Eat Crackle, Plex, like all these like free ad-supporting stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then it's on Amazon Prime yeah. and one other subscription. I, I watched well. it on Shutter as well, so it's available on that too. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, which was definitely lighter fare for Shutter. But we would love to hear what any of our listeners think of Dave Made a Maze. Again, newer film than what we normally review, but uh, definitely a good place here in the Video Junkier podcast. And please feel free to send any of those questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms to the Video Junkier podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Video Junk Pod, as well as on Instagram and on the main Video Junkyard Podcast Facebook page. If you write it, we'll read it, and we look forward to hearing from you. And if you like what you hear and want to help us make a few more of these podcasts, uh, we do have a Patreon page and would appreciate any uh, donation you'd be willing to give to the show. Got any money? Anything we do raise through the Patreon page, just go directly back into producing the podcast. Uh, I'd like to, as always, every we- as we do every week, um, thank our patreon family uh, mr scott stewart and mr tony rodriguez thank you very much guys for uh helping us out um and for being a part of the family and um yeah uh, coming up next sorry uh, (laughs) i made them a couple names like (laughs) scotty tones and then i started thinking about like oh is that the best one could we do no just um trying to make up their celebrity couple name in my head um <laughs> sorry totally, Scotty Tots totally is not derailed a good one. <laughs> um next week we'll be looking at uh be kind rewind followed by the borrowers and our audience pick for this month is going to be the quiet earth so yeah come back and uh, join us for those and um yeah should be a lot of fun and we want to thank you once again for checking out the Video Junk Air podcast and hope you've enjoyed it and also willing to share it around. And until next time, I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric Branson. And I'm Ryan Seiskel. You fucked my wife! You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend. You just can't let them go? Go! Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash videojunkyardpodcast on Twitter at videojunkpod and on Instagram as videojunkyardpodcast all one word. Want to thank you again for listening 
and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard.